Hello, alongside Ryan Sir, I'm Don Helbig, and welcome to The Pick 6, the podcast of the Attractions Group, where we bring you the latest top stories from the attractions and amusement industry. That's right, Don. And before we dive into this week's Pick 6, let me remind our listeners where they can tune into the Attractions Group podcast. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, you know. And make sure you subscribe, like, and follow. By the way, Don, did you know that we recently surpassed 1,000 followers on X? With the CP Food Blogger, Justin Dietz, being the 1,000th follower. Justin did not follow us until now? He did not. He was not real active on Twitter. He was more of a Facebook guy. Uh, so he started becoming more active again on Twitter. Follows, followed us on the Attractions Group and was that 1,000th follower. Followed us on Tower Topics. So it's great to have uh, Justin following us. And as he you know, tweets about different things going on uh with with the food with the cedar fair parks and that you know we'll certainly integrate uh his his post on our channel yeah he does great work and it's it's far beyond just the food and it's far beyond cedar point it's all of cedar fair really um so if we get three thousand followers by april 1st we'll start giving out prizes no that is not an april fool's joke but we'll start giving out prizes each week to our followers so if you like cool theme park items tell your friends to follow us at attractions underscore GRP. I have a treasure trove of amusement park items that my wife would just love for me to get her up to create some more space in a couple of our rooms here in the house. So encourage your friends to follow us on X. Absolutely. So Don, take story number one. Story number one on the pick six is for over three decades, Dolly Parton Stampede has seamlessly blended the equestrian mastery, lively music, captivating storytelling, comedic antics, and a delectable four-course meal, forming the extraordinary dinner show it's renowned for. Making its 37th season on February 9th, this perennial favorite recognized as the world's most visited dinner attraction promises a unique fusion of thrilling displays and a scrumptious culinary feast, crafting an unforgettable experience for all. Yeah, um, and, and of the Hirsch and, uh, like dinner theaters, that's the one I have not been to. Uh, so that is on my list for this year. It, it, it's funny because we did Hatfields and McCoys first, um, mainly because it was right across from our hotel. And I was like, how do they make a show out of this feud amongst a bunch of hillbillies? Uh, and then we did the pirate one because it sounded cool. But everyone's been telling us, like, the one you really want to see is is Dolly Parton stampede. So I look forward to seeing that. So 37 years is not, it's not a little feat for something like that. No, I highly recommend it, Ryan. I mean, you won't be disappointed. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to story number two with the debut of top thrill Two roller coaster at Cedar point in the upcoming 2024 season, the park has unveiled its approach to providing guests with an expedited experience through the fast lane plus skip the line option. Cedar Point's website outlines the inclusion of Top Thrill 2 among the 27 attractions covered by Fastlane Plus this year. However, a noteworthy distinction exists for single-day Fastlane pass holders, granting them one-time access. On the other hand, those opting for the Fastlane Plus Season Pass, that's a season-long option, priced at $950 as of this recording, will enjoy unlimited access to Top Thrill 2. Now, it's... It's easy to cast stones, but a lot of parks do this for new attractions, even Holiday World, you know? They do, and I think you have to. Uh, if not, uh, 
uh, you're going to have the fast lane line is going to be longer than the, the standby line. So I think it's the right decision by Cedar Point to do this. I think it uh, makes for the best experience for all guests visiting Cedar Point on any given day. And if you do have that all season, uh, in fast lane pass, which, you know, there's a limited number of those. I mean, yeah, I think, you you know, you paid enough money that, yeah, you should be able to, to ride it as often as you want. But uh, no, I think it's the right call. Yeah. And um, yeah, reports have been coming out of some sort of scanning booth at Fury at Carowinds during Winterfest. I imagine they'll implement a system like that where you have some sort of barcode and or maybe RFID if they're getting real fancy where you can scan it and it'll give you admission or not. But um, I, I see it as necessary. Um, I think it would have been a little dirty to sell fast lane passes and then say it's not included. Um, but one time through, I, I think is fair. Yeah. You don't need to necessarily marathon this, but I don't think it'll be like this forever unless they start doing it with a lot more attractions, which is also possible. You know, you know what I'm excited about, Ryan, everybody's going to be riding top thrill too. And that's going to leave millennium force all to myself in the morning. I'm going to be excited about that. Yeah, uh, definitely that. And Maverick, maybe. You know, Maverick's Maverick, another one exactly. that's hard to get. So I, I'm kind of excited about Steel Vengeance. Steel Vengeance, another one. yeah. So I think it's going to pull, you know, get, especially early on. You know, everybody's going to want to ride Top Thrill, too. So I think uh, what I would do, you know, here's a tip for everybody, a pro tip, is I would go to those other rides. We're name for Steel Vengeance, uh, you know, Maverick, and go to those coasters first, then come back right around lunchtime to Top Thrill, too. And I think that would be the best way to navigate the park if you do not have your fast lane plus. Yep, exactly. Cool. Uh, for for me, I'm I'm really excited about Top Girl too, though. So I kind of oh, I'm really want to do it. that one. <laughs> All right, I'm excited about it. But uh, but you know, they've got a just a great collection of coasters there. You know, and you want to try to do them all. And I think. That's the best way for me is to try to get those other ones in first, then come to Top Thrill. Because I know I'm going to ride it during the day. Yeah. You know, but I don't have to ride it, like, ride it, get it in line right at 10 o'clock when the park opens. Right. Well, that's sound advice. Don, what's our next story? Well, on a somber turn of events, Lakemont Park, under the management of the Lakemont Partnership, has decided to forego featuring any rides this season, citing financial constraints. This decision aligns with the partnership's broader shift towards emphasizing active recreation. President Andrea Cohen, spearheading the strategic transition, outlined plans to attract visitors through existing facilities, uh, diversify with events like music festivals and craft shows, and foster innovative partnerships with local entities. The park's legacy, anchored by iconic wooden coasters, notably Leap the Dips, recognized as the world's oldest operating roller coaster at 122 years, faces uncertainty. Cohen highlighted the park's struggle with maintenance costs, raising questions about the fate of these historic structures. I hope that Leap to Dips is not giving its last rides. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, when I heard this, my main concern was Leap the Dips. And my my other concern is it's hard. I mean, the way that it's worded, it almost sounds like they're not going to operate rides this year. Uh, but it'd be very difficult to backpedal on this um, locally. As we, you know, did an episode on Coney Island Park, uh, took away their rides and they just operate as a water park and now they're closing. So I, it's rarely a great business decision. It might've been necessary for them. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm very concerned with Leap the Dips as well. Did you ever ride it? No, I'd never been to the park. 
So I, I did 1984. Oh, you did? Yeah, it wasn't nearly as old back then. That was like 40 years ago. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Next. Well, so in the next step of lunacy, um, it looks like PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, is urging Chance Rides, a renounced Wichita-based amusement ride manufacturer, to cease the production of animal-themed carousels. PETA suggests replacing animals with imaginative alternatives, such as vehicles or whimsical designs, emphasizing the importance of teaching children compassion through play. Uh, this is the dumbest pick six item I've seen yet. You know, Ryan, PETA, it's why we no longer see like donkeys jumping off high dives into a pool at like carnivals and, and the circus and things like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's I, I it just, you know, to me, I was just baffled by this story. Yeah. I mean, like if if they were using real animal skins or something like that, I, I would yeah, understand exactly. the concern. But when you have a carved version of a horse or a tiger or something like that, or in their cases, like a fiberglass version. What, what is it? If anything, it might promote a kid's love for animals from the beginning and support their cause. I feel like they're doing this just to rattle the cage for the sake of rattling the cage because they haven't had attention in the last 15 minutes there. I said it. You did say now, I mean, all due respect, we do know that we do have listeners that support all the causes that, you know, PETA does, and they do a lot of good things. Uh, but this is one of those things like you talked about. We're not talking about real animals or anything. We're talking about, uh, you know, wooden, you know, those kind of things. So um, I don't know. Like I said, it's just one of those stories that I was kind of baffled by. So that's why it's part of the pick six. Yeah, you know, no, no, Moving on. we go on. So I, uh, if, if anybody's listening to this and, and you sympathize with this, you, you agree with PETA. Leave us a comment and let us know why. I mean, for the sake of fair uh, debate and stuff, I'd love to know why why you feel as though PETA is in the right where this is a necessary battle, why the juice is worth the squeeze. So, sorry, Don. Go on with your pick six item. All right. King's Dominion in Doswell, Virginia, better known as Richmond, Virginia, where the park is located. It's set to kick off its 2024 season on March 23rd this year. The amusement park is introducing a captivating new live show titled Team Charlie Brown, while also returning popular annual events like Grand Carnival and Winterfest. Notably, the park is streamlining access for guests by eliminating the separate gate entry for Halloween Haunt. With a single ticket, visitors can now enjoy both the Tricks and Treats and Halloween Haunt events. I think that is a great move by King's Dominion. I mean, I think that either way, uh, for those of who don't know, um, King's Dominion had it, so Tricks and Treats and Haunt were always the same ticket until last year, and then they changed it. So um, Season Pass will get you into both, and most tickets will get you into both, but nonetheless, you have to clear the park and then re-enter. Um, the, the intention, I believe, was they didn't want commingling of the crowds. They didn't want the Tricks and Treats crowd to be involved with Haunt and cause that kind of friction, which I understand. But the problem is they've done it that certain way where it's all day for decades now. Um, so why change it, you know? And then obviously the experiment didn't work because they're changing back. The, the feedback wasn't very good, you know? No, it's tough. Like I said, once you've been doing something for such a long time, it's tough to change that and then make it a, a separated, you know, ticketed event uh, that they tried to do last year. But I'm glad that, you know, they, they realized that it, well, I, I think operationally too, it wasn't, you know, great for them. 
create a lot of challenges. You know, you're trying to get everybody out and get the next group in and it, just a lot of logistical issues. Um, so it's good to see it going back to the way it was. Yep. And how, so Kings Dominion, great park. Go, go, go give them a visit. They're, they're really fun. Okay. Uh, the last one already, Don, this is whirlwind. Adventureland and Adventure Bay are gearing up for their 50th celebration starting in May. The Altoona theme park will open its gates on May 18th, followed by the water park a week later on Saturday, May 25th. In response to guest feedback, both parks will boast extended hours in 2024 with detailed information set to be unveiled later this spring. The exciting new season aligns with the reopening of The Underground, the park's unique indoor wooden coaster. Parkgoers can anticipate fresh experiences, including Bernie's Birthday Bash in June and the Festival of Decades. Adding to the excitement, weekly fireworks shows will illuminate the skies throughout July. A noteworthy addition to Adventureland's lineup is the relocation of the country music festival Ruckus, previously known as the River Ruckus and traditionally held in Guthrie County. This year, Ruckus takes center stage at Adventureland Park in July, promising a harmonious blend of music and adventure. That sounds like they got a lot going on, doesn't it, Don? It does. I like that, uh, you know, the part where it says they listen to guest feedback and extended their hours. Uh, I'm going to be in that area a number of times this summer. I'm going to be going to uh, Kennywood and Hershey Park. So while I'm in the neighborhood, technically in the neighborhood, being in the state, uh, I'm certainly going to check out the park. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I, I like the guest feedback, too, because. I think if you ask any guest, it's what's one wish you had? I wish you were open later. I wish you were open more days and stuff. And um, some parks are going the opposite direction and not opening as much. But it seems like the ones that really listen to the feedback and are in the service of the guests are doing that. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Cool. Hey, let's move on to the listener question. Um, All right. It comes from Dustin Jackson. And he says, with the pending merger, do you think, and this is the merger between Six Flags and Cedar Fair, he said, do you think the new company would expand on the nostalgia and theming respective to the individual parks in the new chain, like we've seen with the Cedar Fair parks in recent years, or just will it remain with the Cedar Fair legacy parks? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a really good question. Who's, who's responsible? Who's making the decisions? Because the thing about the nostalgia what that had to do with, with with Cedar Fair Parks was somebody, maybe some top brass, I don't know. I have somebody in mind that it might be, but I'm not going to say their name, said, you know what, the history of the park is really cool. Let's roll with that. Uh, is that person going to have that kind of influence on all the parks? Maybe. I, I mean, it's just... The Six Flags Parks have a lot of cool history, too. And uh, I think the history could sell. So I hope so. And maybe they'll take a page out of Cedar Fair's book to, to do that. What are your thoughts? Well, I think they would. I don't think it's going to be something you would see, you know, right away in the next, you know, year or two. I think they're going to they're going to need some years to kind of let the dust settle after the merger. And, you know, by that time, you know, who's running the show, not only at the very top, but uh, in the other, you know, departments and things that you need to put these, you know, kind of uh, nostalgia type uh, feel and different events and things in the park. Like if you're going to do a 50th anniversary type thing at one of the Cedar Fair parks, well, who's going to be around to take that on and put that together and stuff. So I think you need a couple years for the dust to settle, see who's in place and then go from there. Absolutely. So great question, Dustin. I am as interested in seeing how this unfolds 
as you are, sir. But hey, that was another pick six. Make sure you follow us on all of your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, and so on. Um, make sure you like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and follow us on X at attractions underscore GRP. If you want to be like CP food blog, follow us on X. All right. Thanks, Don. We'll see everybody last next week.